Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, as I mentioned, we are going to be chatting about those plans that make the papers today for, that the government has for reopening their schools. They've revealed a £370 million Euro plan for the reopening in late August. And as part of this plan, extra teachers, cleaning regimes and personal protective equipment is going to be brought in. Plans are also being developed to assist schools when it comes to handling a case of COVID-19 in the school. But with only a month left before the schools reopen, have the plans come a little too late? We're joined on the programme this morning by the principal of St. Joseph's National School in Ballybrown and a regular here on the show, Joe Lyons. Good morning to you, Joe. Morning, Gillian. And we also have a mum of two, Trish Lahan. Joe, you're the Limerick representative for the INTO and they have welcomed these plans. Are you happy with them? Well, I suppose it's a kind of a guarded welcome, Gillian, more than anything else. Because as with all these things, when you go into the unknown, they pose as many questions as they provide solutions. That's what I would say. And listening to the, the feedback that you've received on your Facebook page, for instance, I can see, I heard someone saying, I hope schools aren't going to turn into concentration camps. And I certainly can reassure you they won't. But at the same time, we're just moving into a totally different environment where, I mean, schools are welcoming places where we encourage children to make new friends and play with their with their classmates and, and children in other classes. And now children are going to be in bubbles and they're going to be in pods and we're going to staggered playtimes and they'll be encouraged to stay within their own pod. So, you know, it's 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 a new reality. Um, I heard another person there that said about staggered drop-off times, which is a great idea. But, you know, lots of schools are supplied by buses and the bus is going to run every 15 minutes for children to come at nine, a quarter past nine, half past nine. And if you're two working parents and you're away to work, you drop your child off, then stagger times won't work for you, you know. So there are an awful lot of, um, an awful lot of challenges. To be honest with you, Gillian, my biggest concern is the fact that it's very vague on the whole subject of the panel of supply teachers that they have said is going to be introduced. Now, we've been saying here in Limerick City, I and for the last 30 years, that you should have a panel of permanent supply teachers so that if somebody rings in the morning and says, I won't be in today, that I can pick up the phone and contact this panel and say, can you send a teacher out to my school? And that was in place here in Limerick. And it was taken away in 2009 or 2010 when the crash came in the economy. And in this year's budget, thanks to pressure from the INTO, panels of supply teachers were reintroduced on a pilot basis and Limerick was not one of the areas that got them. No, we're being told there's going to be 60 panels of supply teachers, but we don't know how many are going to be in each panel. And for instance, there are approximately 1,000 teachers in Limerick City branch of INTO. That's approximately 1,000 primary school teachers covering the Limerick City area. So, you know, we'd love to know how many substitutes are going to be available because, um, like, the directions are very clear. If you're displaying symptoms, a child or a teacher or an SNA or any staff member do not come to school. And this is a problem that we've already run into here in Limerick City with a crash now, not a school because obviously the schools yeah. aren't open, yeah. but that very problem where it was staffing and they had to close because of staffing shortages because obviously you need a higher number of staff if you're going to implement all these government recommendations. You certainly do. And as I said, it would be very reassuring if we knew that there was certainty around this. But, you know, it could just happen that you know, there could be a large number of teachers out on one day, might be a small number of teachers on the other day. 
But the day that, that I ring and I'm told, I'm sorry, there isn't any available. And suddenly I start to take out my list of teachers, substitute teachers for last year. And I'm there at 10 past nine ringing somebody in the morning who says, oh, well, sorry, I'm in Dubai. Or, by the way, I've got a job somewhere else or I'm covering maternity leave somewhere. You know, um, and like the thing is that what would normally happen in those situations, Gillian, is that uh, substitute cover is not allowed for the first three days of sick leave for primary school teachers. That's uncertified sick leave. So if somebody had a tummy bug in their world for a day, I can't get a substitute teacher. The department won't pay for one. So what happens? I have 30 children in the class. The teacher has a split list. I give them work and they're divided up between seven other classes. And you, there's no way you'll be able to do that come August? can't do that. No, 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 no. And, um, so you it, have it, to have a substitute teacher on day one? You would. You would really, truly. Yeah, yeah. And you see, you could have the unfortunate situation that, for instance, you could have a teacher could ring me and say, my child, we went out the door. She turned it around. She got sick all over the place. Or she's a headache. And look, I can't bring her in because I can't bring her to the crash. So you're there and, and you, it's not as if you always get 24 hours notice that you're going to need. The very nature of sickness is, you know, it just comes upon people. And I know that t- teachers, for instance, look, I know teachers who are rarely, if ever, sick. But, you know, if it happens now, for instance, you can't come in if you have a high temperature as before. You know, I often have said to you, listen, I'd come in and I'd, I'd struggle away and it's grand. But I mightn't be the most welcome person if I come in with a sore throat now, you know. No, absolutely not. It's going to be very, very different. A runny nose and cough and all those yeah, symptoms that are, you know, that normally we we would have dismissed are going to be treated very differently now. Um, and, you know, obviously people in, in in other businesses can say, I can work from home with those symptoms, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but not necessarily going to work with, with a school. No, it's not, definitely not, because we don't want to say, well, you know, the teacher was coming in and they had symptoms and you know, we have to think about our colleagues, we have to think about the children in the in the school and we can't be saying to parents, well, here's the advice, don't send your child to school if they have a symptom, but I'm going to come in myself, you know, and put your child at risk. So, you know, I feel that the, the panel of supply teachers is an absolute game breaker and the whole thing will depend on this, you know. I think the social distancing, look, we'll get over it to, to uh, uh, we'll have just have to do the best we can. I know I heard the minister speaking and she said, well, you know, if you don't have, if your classes are too small, move out as much of the unnecessary furniture as you can. And we've actually started that in the school where I work. Uh, the deputy principal myself were in last week. We're going around the classrooms and saying, right, those presses are going to go, those after displays are going to go, and it'll give us a bit of extra room. The only thing is, what do you do with them? You put them into your hall or something, and, you know, that means that the hall is out of action. But... Um, you know, we can get over things like that, I think. But really and truly, having, having a teacher in front of the class is the vital thing. OK, let's talk to Trish. Trish, you're a mum of two. Your kid's going back to school, I assume. How do you feel about these plans? Well, I, I think they're, they're good plans. Um, I do worry about the fact that, you know, resource teachers aren't available when, when you need them. And it did pop into my head there during the week. Like, you know, what happens if... Um, you know, a teacher can come in and the days of splitting them between seven classes isn't going to work anymore. But um, I do feel quite confident about sending the girls back. They really want to go back and see their friends. Um, and I have seen, um, like in Shannon Rugby Club now last week, we ran um, a, a rugby camp for 103 children. Um, the parents were wonderful in signing their pre-declaration form um, for fitness. The children were so well educated with regards to hand sanitising and 
being very, you know, aware of their surroundings. Um, and they were all kept in their little bubbles. And I remember just sitting there in the first morning kind of going, this is great. Can you hear the giggling and the laughing? And the, it was just so lovely to see it. So I'm really, really looking forward to going back. And, you know, you just have to trust that the schools are going to do the right thing. And you just have to work with it. But yeah, one of the things that was, was kind of, I was thinking about was, you know, the days of the being split into seven classes isn't going to work. And is there going to be a situation, like Joe said, where there, there's no teacher and you get a phone call, you're a working parent and you're told just your kid can't come to school today. So all of those things need to be ironed out. Joe, you, you're talking about these extra teachers that are needed. The government is saying another thousand teachers um, are going to be brought into the system. But are there even that number of graduates around? Are they all in Dubai, as you mentioned? Uh, another thing I think was mentioned somewhere about maybe bringing back retired teachers, but surely those that are retired are in a more vulnerable section of society as well. So that might not be the best of ideas. I mean, where are they going to come from? Well, Gillian, first of all, the government are, are, have announced an extra 1,000, 1,080 uh, additional teachers, but they're also the post-primary sector. So primary school, unfortunately, is the Cinderella of the education system once again. And um, as you said, trying to get hold of substitute teachers is going to be a challenge. Um, I suppose you'll have newly qualified teachers coming out of college. It might be a godsend for them. Um, I believe that what's going to happen is that teachers will be given a one-year contract and they'll work as we had in Limerick years ago. You'll have a panel. In, what happened in Limerick years ago is you had, let's say, 10 teachers for, to cover the north side of the city and 10 to cover the south side of the city. And you'd ring the office in the morning and they'd tell you if there was a person available. Now, it was only for short-term absences. But, um, you know, there's only a month to get it all set up and to get the, to get the, to go through the procedures. And, you know, the thing is this, any teacher, anybody that, that comes to, that comes back to school, for instance, now, they have to fill in the COVID declarations and so on. So now, I mean, there's people who come in. Will we have to check every segment, every person who comes in, you know, and say, well, have you, have you any symptoms? And if they've worked in four different schools by the time they come to me on a Friday, you know, it's kind of it's kind of flying in the face of everything that is being proposed. But I don't know where the, the teachers are going to come from. I really think it is a big issue. I don't think retired teachers are going to come back because, first of all, retired teachers, their age profile would be that they, they wouldn't be happy coming into a situation like that. And B, I'd say a lot of them would feel, well, you know, I retired for a very good reason. I had done my stint. There are some retired teachers who do love the job and they'll come out and they'll do a day or two here and there if you're stuck. They might in fancy being on call in these situations because they're moving into a different world. They might in fancy come into a situation where, you know, there'll be no PE, there'll be no choirs, there'll be none of these things. And it'll be just, you know, you won't be able to go into the staff room at lunch and meet the, meet the staff. Will there be no PE? Well, there'll be very little of it in the sense that halls and that will, will not be available. There'll be pee on, on fine days if you can go out and have yard space. But for instance, um, you know, the weather in Ireland from the month of November to the month of March, there isn't a huge pile of opportunity to go out and do pee. So, you know, whether whether you can bring children into a small space then is another is another question. And for instance, I was reading there um, on the on the directives about infant classes, for instance, and about toys and there should be rigorous cleaning procedures every day. And, you know, like the the infant um, system in Ireland, there's a huge amount of play-based education. 
the Ashter program is absolutely brilliant. And you have I go into the infant classes and you'll see, oh, we have four different booths here during, say, uh, we have the hairdresser over here and we have the gods over there and we have the mm-hmm. carpenter there. They have a brilliant time. But, you know, um, these rigorous re- cleaning regimes, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they'll come to pass as well, you know. Trish, it sounds like, you know, whether there are formal changes to the curriculum or not, on a practical basis, schools are not going to be able to do what they did uh, in previous years. Do you think your kids will miss out on that basis? Um, I do. I really do, because um, there's going to be so much time um, spent in making sure there's social distancing, making sure that, you know, there's hand sanitising. When you think of it like when, when, the, girl, when the lads were, were turning up last week, you know, they had to arrive 15 minutes earlier for check-in and to make sure everything was sanitised and to get them into their bubbles. So that took time out of the training day. So this is going to happen again. And then the thing is as well, I, I actually feel sorry for the staff going back because they worked so hard anyway. And now they have all of this cleaning to do as well on top. Are they going to provide extra cleaners for the school as well? Because, you know, that's all going to fall back on the teachers as well. So you're going to have teachers who are working all day and then having to, you know, pull it out of the bag at the end of the day to make sure that everything that was touched was sanitised. Um, but I, I do feel that if the when the children do go back, there is going to be such an emphasis on on trying to keep them safe that they are going to lose out on a certain level. But that's where the parents come in and that's where good planning going forward comes in, where, you know, parents and teachers work together and you're given an extra list of an extra book to read or an extra little project to do at home and you can do it at the weekend or something but it will take time to sort it out but I definitely think if the, if the parents are are very straightforward and clear in what they what they want their children to do with regards to being safe the children are educated in what they need to do the teachers are going to pull it out of the bag and of course they will but the definitely the, the people who pay, the, the paymaster general and, and all of the people who are on the top, they, they need to turn around and be able to say, right, there has to be more cleaners given and maybe there should be some sort of um, level of, of teachers handed to the school as a, just to have them there because it's, it's not fair if a teacher has to pop out, what are you going to do with 30, 30 children in a class? You can't leave them on their own because they're not going to be in their bubble. And what Joe had said was, was a little bit worrying as well. You know, if you're getting in um, a substitute teacher that's been in four schools already and they test negative, but who's to say that they didn't test positive when they went to Dunn's earlier on in the morning? So it kind of opens up the area a bit more. But you just have to trust that the system will work and that people will just be very responsible in what they're doing. Joe, I assume you've had your tape measure out for the last number of weeks. And oh, God, we- I have. Yeah. <laughs> did you I have to buy a new have. one, did you? I, well, I can tell you now, we've been, I've been brushing up on all the old skills within this class learning about area and perimeters and everything, Gillian. But what, what, what I would say is that, um, you know, like the, the, the plan came out yesterday evening and I was getting emails from my, the teachers, my own staff saying, I'm going to come in maybe the week or two before, and I'll organise my own class. I want to make sure everything is up and running. And they are, they're all anxious to be back at school, and they're all anxious to make school as happy a place as they can. Because if the children are happy, then the teachers are happy, and, if, and the parents are going to be happy. And, like, we just have to look at new realities. And, like, for instance, we'll have to look at the question of homework and whether children can be bringing books into school and then bringing them home again, whether they leave everything at school and they have another set of copies at home 
and maybe they get a few little bits of homework to do at home. You know, um, there, 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 there are loads of ways of thinking around the box, and I don't want to scare the life out of people that we're not doing PE because most teachers they love taking children out for PE. But you know, it's just going to be a different reality. For instance, it actually says here in the in the plan that uh, you know the question of choirs and all this will have to be seriously looked at unless you have very well ventilated large rooms where you can have social distancing. So, you know, it's 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 a different reality. Another thing it says in the plan is that, you know, um, if, if it's necessary to stagger the starting time, that's great. When children arrive, they should go straight to the classroom. Now, I know myself, one of the most pleasant times in the morning for me is arriving in school in the morning and go out and do supervision in the yard and the children are arriving and they have a chance to meet with each other, have a chat, did you see the game on TV last night? Did you see the programme? Look at my, you know, swapping football cards, doing all the things that kids mm. will do. And they have a great chat. And it's a great opportunity for me to get to know them as well. And if they just have to go straight into the classroom on a wet day and you're there then until three o'clock that day, it, they lose out on just the interaction with their friends. And you learn as much at school from social skills, interacting, trading, buying, and have, you know, just the general conversation. So it's, it's, I, I just know that when we come back to school, I know that the children, even in junior infants, will know about the hand-washing regime. But I can actually see where there will be a continual road of hand-washing going on all day. Because you can't have 30 children standing outside the door and they'll all sanitise the way and then say, I want you all to go over and wash your hands and queue up again. So I'll just have, right, this table, wash your hands now. Ten minutes later, this table, wash your hands. And, you know, we will set up those roads. And parents want this to work as much as the teachers do. And the children are so savvy, you know. They'll know the importance of hand-washing. They'll they'll know the importance of sanitising. They'll be clued into what you do. But, for instance, and what Trish was saying there now about resource teaching and so on, very little of resource teaching nowadays takes place by withdrawing the children. What happens nowadays is you have three resource teachers going to a class and they're doing literacy lift off or they're doing all these different great programmes. I don't think that can happen now that you'll have three resource teachers going to first class and then going to second class after that and going to third class then and bringing the same books here and there and so on. You know, that um, it's just a different reality and we have to think our way around it and make it work yeah. as best we can. A lot of but change. We need a lot of resources, a lot of change. Yep. And, um, you know, as I said, what would really upset me would be if the things that the children love and enjoy were going to be sacrificed. And I think, you know, they've been out of school for six months. We want to get them all back. And with the best weld in the world, anything you've learned last March, there's a fair chance it's gone out of your head by now. So we have to go back over the basics, bring them up to speed. And, you know, I think it'll be a learning course. But I really do think that most children at this stage, you know, they know all the right messages. They know the routines. It's just a question of getting people used to the new reality of how we assemble in the morning. The parents can't congregate at the gate anymore. The new infant starting school, it won't be a case of the grannies and granddads coming in and having the selfies and other photo opportunities. But look, that will return in time. Yeah. I guarantee, guarantee you. You that. said something very important there, Joe. You said that if the kids are happy, then the teachers are happy. Yeah, the only thing absolutely. I would say, add to that is, it works in reverse as well. If the teachers are happy, the kids oh, pick absolutely. up on that. And that's, that is up to the government to make sure that they put things in place like this panel that you're speaking of because if that's not there, teachers are not going to be happy because they won't feel comfortable. Uh, Joe Lyons is principal of St. Joseph's National School in Ballybrown and also the Limerick representative for the INTO. Thanks so much for coming on this morning, Joe. And thanks also to Trish Lahan, mother of two. 
Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.